Hey everyone, welcome back to the Digital Church Toolkit podcast. I'm here with my new friends, um, Matt and Pat. They, um, Matt is a church leader in London and Pat has been a 20 plus years in the creative industry, digital design illustration. So we're really excited to get down uh, to business and chat with these guys. Why don't you just introduce yourself, tell everyone kind of who you are, what you do, uh, what's your day-to-day look like? Hey Peter, hey everyone, great to uh, great to be part of this conversation. So I'm Matt. I'm uh, I planted a church from HTB Holy Trinity Brompton in 2010. My wife and I and about 30 other people. Um, we had been we've been in London for since '97 since a student since I was a student really. So it's been a real uh, really amazing to be part of the HTB network during that time and since then. And so yeah, we're sort of nine years in our tenth year since we planted a church over in West London just down the road. Uh, from from HCB, but um, yeah, that's where we are. Work with Pat as well. Yeah, thanks, Pete, for having us on. Um, my name's Pat Laurent. Um, I'm a missionary from the states. Um, here with my family, uh, my wife and three kids. And yeah, we just felt like God's call about three and a half years ago to come to London. Um, but my in my previous life before missionary work, uh, I was uh, in the advertising and design world and worked uh, for advertising as well as did freelance work and. Yeah, just did all around creative things. So come on, Matt. Here's just a quick question: At what point do you stop calling yourself a church planter? Is it <laughs> ten years? Is it twenty years? Is it thirty years? At what point do you go from planted to leading? Like I don't know. I, I we're the same. I, I was in a church plant for seven years in Liverpool, and the, the guys had lived there ten years, and I always thought, "Oh, you still call yourself church planters? You've been here ten years." So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a really that's a good question. I can't tell whether that's a serious question or not. But um, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a serious question either. This is interesting. I know. I know um, exactly. Well, pretty pretty quickly after we planted the church, it, it became a bit inhibited talking about being a church plant. We were just the local church for the local. Yeah, of community. course. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think that's what's so interesting about the HTP model, HTB model of church planting, and I'm in one myself up north. And it's that it's kind of a church plan and it's kind of a church that's always been there. Like it's like you get this half and half, which I think is why it's quite effective. I know we find where people just walk in off the street and they're like, oh, it's open again. And they've got no idea that it's like a church plan and you like a different leadership team. And there's been a whole, you know, renovation on the building and all that kind of stuff. They don't know that. All they know is the church at the bottom of the road has reopened and people just kind of keep walking in. It's really exciting, you know, (laughs) it's quite cool. Yeah. So, Matt, why don't you just first share, like, what, I mean, guess two-part question, what role do you see digital and social media playing in the life of your church? And I guess it would be quite interesting to hear, if you go back 10 years, 2010, what, like, what role did it play as you were planting and launching, and how has that changed in 10 years? Because the digital space has changed so much in, in that time. And I wonder if that has changed how you lead and plant a church and lead a church. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it's always been part of what we've been doing here um, in Fulham. As we, uh, when we planted, we, you know, it was just without a question that we'd build a website. We also had a Facebook page. I think we started using Twitter as well at the same time. It was just, it was about reach. It was about connecting yeah. with, the community with our audience and so and also building communication within the church congregation as well so i think for the first really for the first five plus years we were using it as though in that in those two ways engaging with the community but also notifying uh people about what 
what we did. And I think that's really how it's significantly changed in the last year or so, especially with Pat's investment uh, in this and time in this, is that it's not just using it as a notice board. It is just one simple way of using social media. But we've really been leaning a bit more into how we build community, how we build engagement, how we uh, relate and convey something of our personality and our, you know, of our community, uh, you know, to the wider, to the yeah. wider audience. So it's been, it's something that I've always been committed to uh, uh, through with our church because it's, it's about in, engaging with, there's 10,000 people in our parish. That was always the, the vision. That was always the focus to use this tool as a way of engaging. But I think I've seen much more in the last year, how, important it is this is where everyone is you know everyone's on their device everyone's on their tablets or phones so how's the church how can we be there um <clears throat> individually but also corporately as a church how can we be there where the people are because the church is called to be in the marketplace what changed then so what what changed in your thinking uh, and maybe Pat could help you there too, I guess. Like what changed in the thinking from this isn't just a digital notice board, I need to engage with people. Like what was the shift? I mean, Pat, jump in, but I, I, yeah. think, I think a lot of it is was I think partly capacity, but also partly a wrong understanding of how to use it as a tool. I think I think we felt, you, you know, limited with what we could manage, you know, small teams, small, you know, small local church. How can we use this even more effectively and I think Pat's helped us understand and, and really more widely that you know we can use this it doesn't take a lot much no much more investment to get uh, much more of an impact yeah. and break more of an impact so yeah I think too I think one of the big things that we started talking about is really kind of who our audience was and who who was coming to the church who was our community around us and to be honest a lot of them we have a lot of students that live around our church and they're going to be on social media. They're going to be on their phones constantly. So if we're not there, we're missing, we're missing an opportunity to connect and to really create influence and um, yeah, just, just to be present there and relevant with them. So. And so what kind of things are you now doing on social media? So kind of day to day, what's the kind of things that are like working? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing that, um, that we really felt like we wanted to contribute or at least, one of the ideas that I, that I could bring is just the consistency to try to come up with just that simple hint of a schedule, really. <laughs> I, mean, yep. I think before we, I think Matt, maybe who knew, you know, who knew what was uh, going to be posted or who was going to be posting or whatever. And, and I think the thing that I kind of tried to help instill is just this idea of having a schedule and like, these are the things that we do on a daily basis or, this is the type of post that, you know, we can think about whether that's a, um, you know, a listen again post or a brand identity post or uh, a spotlight post or whatever, just thinking about just different styles of posts, but then also just making sure we're consistent and that we have really a schedule with it. So it was much more ad hoc in the past. I think, you know, our youth and community worker, Becca, she, you know, might put something out about what she's doing with the young people in the community. I'm, I might be at something and think, oh, yeah, you know, I should post something about this. Or, or equally, we might be at something and think afterwards, oh, we should have yeah, posted yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but I think it, it, we've, we've seen that it's not just about being a noticeable, but this is about <clears throat> conveying something of the community and bringing something of what God is doing 
in our community to the wider community and, and uh, in a way, point, you know, in different ways to point to some of the things that God is doing and to show. So these, you know, this is just the normal community. These are just normal people and, and with an extraordinary God at work. That's the thing. And I know that for us, when we do our training with churches, we center a lot of our training around a content plan. Um, because I find that the minute someone has to make a plan, they actually start thinking about what they're posting. <laughs> so that allows us to talk to them about brand and brand identity and kind of adding value and engaging with people. But we center it all around the content plan because that actually is like a strategic plan to think about it. And it sounds like that was really the kind of shift for you guys as you started to think, okay, let's have a plan. Okay, what should we post? That's mm-hmm. the kind of... And, and what kind of impact have you seen? And since you've kind of made the change, one, uh, what, what impact in the community? And two, like what, what impact has there been actually like in your church? No, I think I'd say it's more of a qualitative Im- impact. We wouldn't necessarily be able to say, okay, so we've been investing a bit more time. We've got a plan, a posting schedule. Now that has directly linked to X number of extra bums on, on seats. It's not really been like that, but it feels like it, it's this sort of sense that actually there's a, we're, we're much more galvanized as a community and we're able to, um, everything that we do now, whether it's events in the community, uh, whether it's online, we're, we're, we're talking online, it, there's a sense that it's all lining up and, and um, behind our, you know, our vision and under our vision for the community <coughs> and as a church. Um, you probably got... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, it's not right. It's not about getting those people in the seats in a sense, but like, I think... The idea for us was always been let's portray the identity and who we are as a church and create that content. And then, you know, if somebody sees that and they're coming into the church, like that's a, that's a benefit. That's a big win. And that's huge. And we've had that happen and we've had people, Oh, I found you online and I'm here and all that kind of stuff. But that's not necessarily our goal. Like our hope is that we're giving out rather more than we're receiving in some ways. Um, And so yeah, I, I think I think we're just seeing a, a real. I, I feel I feel like we're just at the beginning stages of seeing people starting to really engage with it and and step into it and really kind of, I don't know, begin the conversation that's happening at least for us as a church in within the digital realm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, in the same way that the website was the front door of the church, this is this is the way that people have access to, you know, a, a club or an organization or a society their local church they'll they'll look online they'll look on their social feed just to, just to meet some of the congregation meet some of the leaders meet some of the team before they even step foot inside the physical building so um so it, we being in that place is such an important has been such an important part of uh you know of our journey especially in the last year or so and um, that's so good to hear are you are you seeing actually people in the church engaging with you guys like liking commenting like is that something that's changed like are you and and are you seeing a lot of people engage from the local community too or are you kind of in the initial stage of seeing that like how much i know a lot of churches i was talking to someone recently and they just started posting some stuff maybe trying to get a little more engagement and i think they were a little uh, put out by the fact that they hadn't seen a lot of engagement and i guess i just wondered how much engagement you're seeing and if that's kind of one of the shifts that you've noticed yeah i think i think we're we're starting to see some engagement i don't know if it's necessarily like we hit a home run and and like we've got you know everybody's engaging in every single post that we're doing you know i think you know certain posts obviously are going to connect in different ways and yeah. 
you know, your call to action at the end of the post, you know, could draw something out of somebody on certain days or whatever. So it's, it's, you know, I, I still think we're learning a lot, you know, and, and really to, to identify what is the community desiring and, and how do we engage better with them? I think it's just a constant, just a learning process. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. I think, I think that we're definitely just in the process of learning it. And, and I think as well, our community is really um, just learning more that we're even there and we're present there and that kind of thing as well. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, we've certainly seen more engage. I feel like we've seen more engagement on internally with yeah. the church congregation since we've been <laughs> spending more time on it and thinking, uh, having a much more defined plan. Um, and we've seen people, you know, commenting and liking and different things, which has been good. And I think now there's a sense of expectation because we've been consistent over a period of time now, people are expecting to see. And so there's, that's, that's led to, to some engagement. And I think we're, as Pat said, we're right at the beginning stages really. So I think this will only build externally as well, I, because we're, we've got, you know, our posts, if someone goes on our posts, it's probably done one today, you know, might do one a day or something. Uh, or, you know, if someone externally goes on our feed, they'll say, okay, they're, they're active, but it's not, yeah. it wasn't like the last post was a few weeks ago or a month ago. Um, and so, you know, that'll create engagement. You know, a coffee shop appeared across the road uh, just in the last couple of weeks. And so we were able to be a little bit present, comment on, on their stuff. And, and they've done similarly, uh, you know, just being present, I think, has been, has yeah. been really, really helpful. I think a lot of stuff online is you just have to show up. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to show up. And when you show up and, and when you show up consistently, something's going to happen. I think the problem is people, a lot of churches or p- businesses or organizations, they'll show up once or twice or three times and they expect to see like these amazing results from one post. And it's a cumulative effect over many kind of weeks and months rather than... Yeah. There's, you're not going to go viral. You know, even I've read studies about going viral and most people that go viral, they've done a lot of hard work over many years before they go viral, you know. Um, if you weren't in London, would you do anything differently? That's a good question. I guess that's probably hard to know because you've only ever done it in London. But let me maybe I'll give a little context. You know, there's going to be a lot of people listening who aren't based in London. They're not necessarily based in a major city. And I think what a lot of people tell themselves is is that they shouldn't be on social media. Oh, you know, I'm in rural Suffolk, or um, we're in. I don't know. I used to live in Wolverhampton in the Midlands. So I'm in like a a city in the Midlands. Like it's not going to work for us. It might work in the big city, but it's not going to work here. Now, I don't think that's true, but I guess your context is going to change how you do it. So I guess that's kind of why I'm asking the question is, do you think there's anything that you do because it's specific to London? And is there anything that you would kind of do, you you think every church should be doing? And is there some stuff that maybe only works because you're in a big city? Hey, well, look, I think the question... Questions about, you know, to think where are, where are the audience? Where, you know, we've got 10,000 people in our parish right here. Um, a lot of them are on social media. So it makes sense for the local church to be in that same place. Yeah. So I guess wherever you are, and, and the stats say that a lot of our country are on social media. So, so I guess no matter where you are, there'll be some in your audience, some in your parish, some in your community that are going to be on social media. So, but I think the question is where are they and how can we be there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's, it's more about what your audience is and then, you know, tailoring content towards that. 
that audience and, and depending on whatever outlet that is, you know, through social media is, is the best way to go. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and Matt, you talked about it a few times uh, about being the kind of local parish church. So for those of our listeners that don't necessarily know that model that we're talking about, why don't you talk about that and kind of talk about the advantages of that as kind of the local parish church and maybe some of the disadvantages of being part of kind of the church. I don't know. Maybe there's no disadvantage of being part of the church of England, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are the, adva- what are the challenges and what are the kind of advantages uh, of being in that kind of model? Um, Cause some of our people may be in kind of more free churches or something like that. So let's kind of talk yeah. about that model a little bit. And because I think it actually, there's a huge advantage for parish churches because they have kind of a sense of credibility because they've been there basically forever. So when do you talk about yeah. that a little bit? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just the amazing vision for the church of England. There's 12 and a half thousand parishes that cover the whole of the country. So every community has a local church um, that's accessible to them. So so yeah, so so you know we're we're committed to it. I, I love that about the Church of England. I love the diversity of it. I love the fact that every community has an opportunity to um, hear the gospel, to hear the good news of Christ, and to you know to access something of the community of God. And so so yeah, we're utterly committed to it. Uh, and I think if you're an, if you're a church that hasn't got a parish, that you know your almost your world is your parish, your yeah, community yeah, yeah. is your parish, isn't it? So. Um, uh, and it just it just means that we're slightly um, you know for us we we focus predominantly on thinking about the ten thousand people that live in our parish. There's, you know, there's lots of stats out there, census data, so you can work out who those people are, what the demographics are. So it's really easy just to just to get pick up something of who they are, but also just spend some time out there, uh, spending time interviewing people, chatting to people. So one of the things that we did when we first started the church was just to invite in leaders from the community. So we got uh, a, a local um, you know, police constable in, we interviewed him, uh, we heard, you know, heard what does he love about the community, what are the needs in the community, how can we pray for the community? So that was one of the things we did. Got the local pub landlord, made friends with them. Fantastic. Similar questions, what are the needs, what do you love, what can we pray? Can we have um, a discount? Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're interested, that led to a couple of other, led to some events we ran together and things. So cool. that's exciting. Um, you know, the director of the AGK just around the corner, uh, head teacher from the local school, you know, all of that, is, I guess it just enables us to, um, it, part of our vision as a church was just to reestablish ourselves on the map in the community. We were a church building that was closed for six years. So a lot of it was just reestablishing it. We've been here since 1890 something, 1895. So we, you know, this is the latest sort of chapter in that life, life of what God has been doing in this community. So, um, so it's a real privilege. We see a lot of benefits from it, but also we recognize, especially in, uh, with zone two London, so we're pretty central. A lot of the people are, uh, that would say, well, I guess part of the church, but also live in the community are here maybe at the weekends. Actually, a lot of them, maybe two out of four might be out of London anyway. Um, but through the rest of the week, they're scattered across London. So we, our vision is, we say, is Fulham and beyond because we're, we're recognizing that we're resourcing people and we're reaching out to the community, but but also those people are scattered across into their offices, into their lecture halls, into the hospitals. Uh, how can we resource them to live yeah. for Christ in those places? So. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. Um, so, Matt, I've, I follow you on LinkedIn. I follow you on Instagram. You're... I mean, I'm going to say it, you're building a bit of a personal brand. You're doing quite a good job of it. Um, <laughs> one, why? 
I think I know why, but why? And two, do you, I think that a lot of church leaders should be investing time and energy into that, but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it and why, why you're thinking that's a good use of your energy. And I think it, I think it is. So I'm not criticizing. I'm just interested to know why you think it is um, and what you're finding working and what you're finding isn't working. And if there's been any kind of pushback from, um, I don't know, just interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I've been more of an observer on social media really since I got married. So 2008 is when I got uh, onto Facebook. Actually, on my honeymoon, I got onto Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, before that, I had a, there was a group that was set up called Get Matt Hogg Onto Facebook group. And uh, I think it's still there. You can find it. But, um, and uh, I've been... You know, I'd been an observer. I'd been a consumer. I love reading the articles that people put out there, you know, that I just wouldn't find otherwise. It's sort of like I treated it as a crowdsourcing source of information. And it was brilliant. And, and maybe once a year, I would reply to some of the happy birthdays, you know, yeah, say yeah, thanks yeah, very yeah. much. <laughs> um, but I, I think in the, last, in the last year, I don't know, I, I can only, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's a God thing. And I, I'm, I'm thinking it's a God thing that, um, I haven't really spent much time on there um, for posting, um, but I, but I, I guess I've just been convinced again. But this is this is you know the church is called to the marketplace. We, we're called to be salt and light in the marketplace. This is where a lot of the people are. How can we be there? So, um, so I've just been, and actually something in me feels it's. A, I've had to slightly push myself because it's mm-hmm. not the most natural place for me to be. But I feel like it's it's a good thing to be there and to slightly put myself out there, even though I'd rather maybe times I'd not, not put myself there. Um, because I, I think, one, I want to encourage people to, again, see what an opportunity it is for the church to uh, be in that space um, and to bring something of good news and point to Jesus in that, in that place in authentic and creative ways. Uh, and so we ran, we ran an event in June, uh, Pat and his wife and I really helped us with this. And then we invited a few others. There's a friend of mine who's, who's on YouTube, he's a, runs a church. He's, a, he's um, you know, got a following on Instagram as well. And we invited a few other people in, also the Church of England digital team, uh, um, lady from there. And we just hosted an event and interviewed them, got them to share some of their thoughts on it. And we invited, because partly as a church, we're on a learning curve with this. Yeah. I'm on a learning curve with this. And, I, and, and what we found is actually lots of other people are learning about this and wanting to have a conversation about it. So we had about 60 or so people that night. And, and as a result, it's led to, uh, I guess, a bit of a, uh, there's a network that's going to establish in the London diocese. So that's exciting. But again, what it tells me is that people are all, a lot of people are asking these questions. How can we be there in an authentic way? And I think in terms of, in terms of personal brand, I don't know much about branding i don't know much about personal brand but all, all i know is that people like authenticity don't they they like to have access and i think um what social media affords us now and this you know these platforms it affords access and accessibility and an opportunity to to bring something of good news into that space so if so part of what i'm trying to do is to strengthen the church and in some way bring something of God's goodness to to society. That that's something. Yeah, that's something behind 
behind it really i'm learning aren't we all i love it and you know i say to church leaders and preachers all the time you know i say you know a third of your week half of your week is spent planning a sermon and you preach that sermon and then you kind of walk off stage and you you might distribute the notes you might put out a podcast but really all your time and energy has gone into like a 45 minute maybe half an hour, maybe an hour, depending on what church you're in, like has gone into quite a small amount of time and you're hoping that you're going to impact as many people as possible through that kind of message. Mm. When if you just repurpose that content and put it out online through the week, you'd actually impact so many more people, you know? And I think, I think every pastor, every preacher, every church leader should be thinking about, you know, in the same way they think, how can I use my time on a Sunday to impact people? They should be thinking, how can I use my social media presence to impact people? Because really, on Tuesday evening, when they've had a hard day, they're not going to your podcast to listen to your sermon, as much as we all would hope. Every church leader hopes that's what people do after they've had a hard day. They're <laughs> probably scrolling on some social media network. You know, that's probably where they are, you know, let's be honest. And so... If, if we as church leaders, preachers put ourselves out there, I do think the, it's not about advantage for ourselves, is it? It's about your ability to impact people, influence people, help people change, help people, you know, conform into likeness of Christ ultimately. And um, so good on you. I think it's definitely where the church leaders should be. And um, Pat, we were talking a little bit before the interview about yeah. kind of what you, you're doing. Why don't you just share with everyone kind of what you do when you're not helping Matt work out how to use Facebook? Yeah, so um, my big thing is I love to bring God's word uh, through illustration and, and typography. And so I've, I've started my uh, uh, Instagram feed and um, yeah, I just create pieces of artwork from God's word and just post it online. Cause I just want to encourage people through his word and his truth. And, um, yeah. And I just want to just love on people in that way. And that's just kind of just how I do things. And, Come on. um, I just, yeah, it's just been really cool. And, and it's obviously stepping into that is taking me across the pond. And now I'm in London being able to do that and, um, just have fun, really cool stories about impacting people all over the world, just because they follow our feed and, you know, send us a little message saying, Hey, thanks for that encouragement today. Um, I really needed to hear that or, you know, and just the idea now that people are, are purchasing some of those. Um, so some of those images, images that I've created, they're purchasing them and putting them in their home so they can see them on a daily basis. And like, that's just, that's amazing to me that God's using me in that way. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just continuing to do that and, uh, just, doing my best and, and being inspired by God daily. Pat, where can people find you? Um, so my Instagram feed is Laurent Collective. So it's L-A-U-R-E-N-T Collective. So Fantastic. There you go. You should go, you should go and check that out. Um, so let's, let's end with this. What are your top tips? So um, top tips for church, top tips for... So let's do top tips for church on social media. And then um, following on from the conversation we just had, Matt, top tips for a church leader on social media? What were, what would be your kind of top tips for those two? What are the okay. things that everyone should be doing? What's going to make their lives easier? Easy church, I'll do. Yeah. yeah, I think as a church, just don't be scared of it. Just have fun with it. Try things and then try to be consistent as best you can. Um, and just be, make sure that you're just present and relevant in that space, I think is just key. I think people, people will find you 
And if not, you're, you're at least, you're at least grabbing your community and your kind of your, your little area. Um, and I just, I think that's just important just to try, have fun. Don't put too much pressure on it and, and just go for it. Mm, it's good stuff. Um, and then I think I'd say, you know, just, just give it a go. Just try something, experiment a bit. Uh, if you're a church leader, that's, that's thinking about this also, Secondly, thinking about the opportunity that there is. This is where a lot of people are. So how can we bring something of what God is doing in us and through us and in our community to that place and to other people's, you know, into other people's lives? We may not have had that opportunity otherwise. Um, and then think about consistency as well. You know, just, just to kind of, as, as Pat said, being consistent, you know, whether it's once a month, once a week or, you know, a couple of times a week determine what's sustainable for you and then and then stick to it for a time and see what happens see what comments you get and, and get back to people if they comment on it and mm. uh, engage with with your posts um yeah i i think just make a start is the best thing start a conversation and um, let's end with this matt could you pray for us and pray for the listeners just to kind of close out the yeah. episode i think that would be fantastic yeah for sure Father, I want to thank you. Thank you for, for this conversation. Lord, thank you for this amazing tool that, um, that we have uh, at, at our fingertips, Lord. And we pray, Lord, would you, would you help us? Lord, we're all, we're all learning with it. Lord, I pray that you would lead us. Um, Lord, that proverb, in our hearts, Lord, we plan our course, but you determine our steps. You direct our feet. So, Lord, I pray that if anyone's thinking about using this or beginning to start out just as, as we've been, Lord, we pray that you would lead us forward and Lord, it would be for your name, Jesus, that your name would be lifted up and that many people would discover and see something of your kingdom at work in their lives. And through these conversations that we're all beginning uh, online and through social, we pray, would you anoint us? And bless Pete, Peter and uh, Digital Church Toolkit, Lord. I pray that you bless them, this podcast too. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, guys.